What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring your credible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is an author. He's an entrepreneur and the creator of Role of Love. Please welcome Paul Zolman. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Deanna. I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Bye. I'm excited. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm excited for this conversation. We have some very similar backgrounds. I kind of want to, I want to talk a little bit about your childhood and then we're going to get into your book and then what role of love is because I think it's an awesome, awesome idea. Um, so you have had, you you kind of grew up in a, an abusive home like myself. And so let's talk about how you got, got through that and the healing process. Well, Deanna, for the longest time, I really didn't know that it was abusive, except that my family was kind of mean. Yeah. Just, but I, I didn't know to report it. I didn't know who to talk to about it. I just thought it was normal. Maybe everybody's family is like this. And um, so not, not surprisingly, when I took the test that Dr. Gary Chapman has in his book, The Five Languages of Love, not surprisingly, I checked, it uh, came out to be physical touch was my favorite thing. I thought when people whacked you, I thought that was love. That And that's kind of the environment that I grew, grew up in. Yeah. I remember one time my brother had me lay down on a bol the boulevard, the, the grassy patch between the sidewalk and the road. So we called the boulevard. And um, I laid down on that grassy patch j just because he told me to. He's an older brother. Sure. And he, dro he drove his motorcycle right across oh. my chest. Just oh my thinking... God let's try this and just stuff like that that you don't know what you don't know right and it was it's so interesting too because as i grew out of that and um and started the family and and i decided you know there are some things that i did not like that you know i'm not going to pass that on especially the spankings and that sort of thing i did not want to to pass that on to to my family at all uh did not want to do those those things that uh, upset me and yeah. so I really wanted to improve my own generation. Okay. Uh, I think my father improved his generation too. And maybe he had it a lot worse than I had it when he sure. grew up. His father passed away when he was 10. And, and so maybe there's some some latitude to, to extend there. Sure. But, but I, I wanted something different. I wanted to just be a lot better. And uh, what came, what it came to is that I, went, I was dating about a, a little over a dozen years ago dating someone here locally and uh, just at the behest of my sister she's she's an older sister and I I just had come off a year and a half of destination dating just to quickly explain what destination yeah, dating I'm like what is that <laughs> I, I was I was living in South Carolina Charleston South Carolina at the time and I'd uh, find s someone in Nashville or someone in Kansas City or someone in Daytona Beach or or Jacksonville that I'd make a date and I'd go there and, you know, we'd make that as a destination date. And, uh, I did that for about a year and a half. I went to New York City and, um, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Salt Lake City, Phoenix. Uh, wow. That's kind of cool though. That's Delta Lake, Arizona, Cabo San Lucas. And, you know, just had, had a really good time. Spent over $10,000 just on destination dating. Wow. And I just went to all those places. My, it was after a divorce. Real quick, how'd you meet them back then? Because Tinder wasn't around. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, Tinder wasn't around, but just uh, some dating 
matchmaking websites. Okay. Okay. Where, uh, yeah, they've been around for a long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. bad. Well, I... They were there. They, they absolutely were there. And so, so we just, if, if it looked good and, and if I, the first, one of the first things I asked is, does your photo match who you are? Yeah, right. Exactly. One, one person, uh, she had this nice skinny photo of her, of her. And, um, and then when I met her, she was just a, a little, uh, pulp strawberry. And it was, <laughs> it was not, not exactly the best thing. But anyway, back to this. So I was dating this this neighbor of my sister. She said, I've just done all that destination. I was living in Phoenix. She was in, in um, Utah, southern Utah, so about seven hours away from Phoenix. And and I said, no, I'm really tired of destination dating. I don't want it. And then she said, oh, come on. And you got to do what big sister says to do because that's just what you got to do. Yeah, and so I said, okay, well, I'll contact her, and so we started corresponding and doing that sort of thing. After four or five months, um, just I, I finally made a visit up here to to Utah, and um, and we started dating. And it was time now. It was time to take this woman. We started liking each other. Take her up to Big Brother approval, okay, North and Salt Lake City, and and he when I first took her in, my sister-in-law. Hold her aside, and with earshot, within earshot, she said, "The only emotion the Zolman family learned growing up was anger." At first, I denied it. Then it made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah. I guess she's right. You know, it made me mad, and I, it was just a flash like that that yeah. you get upset. And um, so, at that point, I thought, I can do something about that. I can, I can change that perception. And I better start doing it right now, or that perception is just going to be passed on. So I started reading the color code and the five love languages, and read the love, five love languages four or five times. Just did not get it because, yeah, even even after I read it, I still couldn't spit out what are the five love languages. I couldn't tell you, just because I could didn't realize figure out how to practice it. Yeah. This foreign to me. It's a foreign language because I was raised in the angry angry environment. Mm-hmm. So. So, Deanna, I, I look at it like a spectrum, that if, if a spectrum is a line, just a big line, what's anger's on one side, yeah. what is it on the other side? Right. I didn't even I didn't even know. So I thought maybe it's kindness, maybe it's um, just being courteous. And, and then I thought, well, let's put love over there. Let's yeah. have love, love be the opposite of that anger. Sure. Yeah. So on that spectrum, where was I? And I... Well, I said, oh, I'm really a lot closer to this anger side than, than I want to be. There's a whole vocabulary, a whole language of itself associated with anger. Yeah. And we talk about the love languages. Obviously, there's there's a whole vocabulary that is wholly different that's associated with the love side of the spectrum. So realizing really where you're at on that spectrum. Yeah. You can stay the same spot, you can go to the left, or you can go to the right. Yeah. So they're really the only options. Do you think, I have a question for you, really quick. Do you think that as a person that's raised in a home with like, there's like the, the abuse that's real angry, do you think that they are taught or know how to truly love? I think that they probably feel it from other people. Hmm. Okay. And I, I think that they, I think they get 
flashes of it or they get uh, just maybe maybe it's a morsel it's a crumb off the table yeah. it's not much but they get it from other people and it's and because it's not a family situation it's not a regular occurrence right but they but they would get it from other people like teachers right at school hopefully you're getting loved from your teacher at school yeah and so so you feel something there that maybe motivates you Ooh, I don't want to be in this home. I, yeah. I feel a lot better at school, or you feel uh, you just feel differently, and you look for role models in that way that help you feel good. And that's I think that's really a key, Deanna, is that you want the uh, the the lobbying vocabulary is going to uplift. Yeah, it's going to make you that feel good. Yeah, and that that angry vocabulary is going to be one of those labels. That's where all the all the bad labels are. Yeah. It's it, the name calling, uh, all that is on the angry side. Yeah. And and if you want associate want to associate with that, I've figured out that if you send out anger, yeah, and, and you're investing in anger, yeah. and in other words, you send it out, you get immediate return on your investment. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. Why would anybody want that? Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Why would anybody want to make an investment like that? For love, you send it out. It may come back quickly, or it may come back after a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, so what I've created is is just a, a better way to insert love into your life. It's just a simple simple dice that I created that that has the different icons of the love languages on on the dice. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us what these mean? Yeah. So there's service. Okay. There are the words. Okay. Time. Time. All right. The gifts. Oops. There we go. Gifts. Okay. And then, then the touch. Okay. I love so it. Five love languages, six sides on the dice. The one, the hand with the question mark is surprise me. Oh, okay. So on that day, you're looking for opportunities to be surprise someone with kindness. Sure. Okay. Let somebody in while they're trying to move into your lane and uh, while you're driving anything of kindness rather than trying to shake the fist at them or trying to move in in, in your lane they're in your lane you know that's such wasted that. energy it's such such wasted energy being like that absolutely and, and i found that that's that's the best way to put it it's, it's just wasted energy if you're going to focus on this angry side you're going to have an angry life you can mm -hmm. expect that to come back to you absolutely expect it to come back to you Wow. Well, thing about the the die is that it kind of I roll it in the morning because it kind of sets the tone for the day. All day long, I'm watching for opportunities to send out love. It's the only thing we have control over. Yeah. You know, I I and that's probably why I did not really get the five love languages book is because it was to significant others. I was single at the time, and I said, "What the heck am I supposed to do?" Yeah. I'm saying, what am what am I supposed to do? So I I thought and and you know if I took that test and it well, I come out I'm gifts, then what do I say? How do I how do I advertise that? Do I say hello? I'm gifts. What do you have for me today? Yeah, it's just so so awkward. It just didn't work for me. And I'm supposed to guess what your love language is. Doesn't work. So what I found that works a lot better is that you roll the die. You're doing service particularly on this particular day. You roll the die and. You're watching for those service opportunities. 
Yeah. When you do it and the person on the other receiving end yeah. lights yeah. up, that's how you discover it. You don't have to tell them, well, could you take this survey first so I can know how to love you? Right. right. Not like that at all. You, they light up, take a mental note. That's what they like. Wash, rinse, repeat. Do it again. Just all day long. All day long. You, whatever you roll, what you're doing out in the world to your significant other, family, or people that you come encounter with. All day long. So over a 30-day period, what you've done is two things. You're, you've given them all away. So you know how to know what each one looks like. Yeah. And then you're watching, watching for their reaction, watching for them to light up. Because I found that, uh, you know, I'm not such a, so much a physical touch guy. I really like the words. I light up more with words. Okay. So, so after doing this for, for a period of time, I found out, you know what, the, the survey, surveys, you can kind of skew a survey or not. And, and it had, to, had its place. But I think that that some people are not exactly what they come out to be on the survey. Yeah. Um, the second thing that happens after the 30-day period, after giving the five love languages away, yeah, is that when it comes back your way, you can see it. Mm -hmm. It improves your vision. It's like I just got glasses on. Yeah. I can see a whole lot better now, and I can react. So giving it away. And your reaction are the only two things you have control over. You yeah. can't bid love to come unto you uh, or just come your way. You can ask for it. But then if you ask for it and say, this is what I like, it's great for communication. But what if they don't deliver? Right. It's an unintended pity party that Dr. Chapman created. He didn't do it on purpose. Right. It's unintended. Say, well, I told you what to love me with. I told you what I like. And, you know, they come back with that, and, you know, just that that's not productive. No, not at all. Keeping in your lane, keeping what you can and what you have control over, giving it away, and reacting appropriately when it comes your way. This is really critical, Deanna, that a lot of people think that if I give a gift away, that's what I want back. Right. And, and we, we're thinking reciprocal. Reciprocal. <laughs> you knew the word I was going for. Yes. That reciprocation is what we're thinking about by giving away. Love's not like that. Yeah. It's without regard, without expectation of anything coming back in return. You know it's going to come back just like anger. You know if you send anger out, anger's coming right back. Oh, yeah. If you send that love back, it's coming back someday. Someday. Just don't, don't worry about it. Go low stress, really. Yeah. I love to give without thought of it coming back to me because that's just who I am like in my heart. I just want to give and I want to serve. And I think that the more people that do what you're, what you're, this game are, is asking people to do, the better, you, you leave a better like impact on the world. You know what I mean? Like I, if I'm out and about and I'm just walking and I see someone, they're looking pretty sad, I'll, I'll smile at them just like. You know, and then that your smile creates a domino effect because you probably just changed that person's day and it like, you know, and gave them that's a, like a piece of love. I think like what what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and how simple is that? How cost cost effective is it? Right. It's, you know, it doesn't. I mean, love is free. It's really and give it away freely. It's 
yeah, you d- and don't expect anything back, but know that it's coming back. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, what came first, the book or the the dice? The dice actually came first. It's like the chicken and egg, but the dice. The answer is the dice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that came first. The dice did, and I I created the dice uh, just thinking I needed a better way to bring it inside me. And yeah. it's, well, it was kind of a, a an epiphany that happened. I thought, you know what? I'm rolling the die. That's outside of me. But I'm taking this yeah. inside inside of me so that I know now I can name all five love languages. I can I, I know how to give it away. I can understand it. And I not I, I, the best I love that I can see it when it comes my way. Yeah. Well, most people have that tunnel vision. If they only have one primary love language and that's all they're watching for, yeah. that's all they're gonna see. Right. Well you broaden that to knowing all five love languages, you become what I like to call a love language linguist. Mm. Sexy title, everybody wants it. I can guarantee you if people put became a love language linguist and put that on a resume, the employer's gonna say, what the heck is a love language linguist? I know, right? <laughs> and the question is gonna come up and you're gonna say, oh, I just love people. Yeah. Well, that employer wants their customers loved. Yeah. And they want love in the workplace. They don't want any contentious workplace. They want a, a peaceful workplace. I can guarantee your resume is going to rise to the top. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely makes you stand out. How many people do you think really understand the different the the different forms of love the love language? There's a lot of people that can name them. Yeah. As far as giving it away. You know, that's, that's, it's really questionable just because I think the problem exists. They've been doing it part time. If you're doing it to your significant other, you're not always around your significant other. That's a part time vocation. It's just part time. You're not doing it all the time. This is different. Yeah. This is all day long. It's not, no longer. I washed the dishes. Ooh, ooh, I'm done. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not an event anymore. Yeah. It's an all day process to everyone. And it really, I, I think it's going to enhance marriages this way. Yeah, for because sure. Because you're, you're focused on love all day, and you've got to, it becomes your mantra all day long, all day, every day. There is no letting up. There is no vacation. There is no retirement. Yeah. Love all day long. Yeah, and it should be that way. When you were developing this, what was that like in the beginning stages when you started developing it, using it within? Because I'm, I'm assuming you used it first in your life to apply it before you actually create, went full force in creating it. Just like everything that you start first, Deanna, it's clunky. <laughs> and, uh, it, it all it all is clunky. And and I at first I had a, a probably a two and a half inch by two and a half inch cube okay. that I, that I laser engraved icons on, and then I. I now I I made the cube out of wood, yeah. And and so w- when I rolled it, because the sharp edges they'd catch and and you could almost, I mean it just wouldn't wasn't rolling very with right very well. So I had to to uh, kind of do a bull nose on on all the edges, and just get all the edges kind of smooth so the thing would even roll in the first place. And and so that was my prototype. Sure. Doing this, um, I need to back up probably just a little bit. Uh, when I read the five love languages and thought about this, I thought, you know what? I wonder if Dr. Chapman would license his icons. 
Hmm. And um, so I sent him a, sent him a letter, and his his legal team replied back and said, "No, we're not doing that at this time." And that, uh, gratefully, uh, I was very grateful that they weren't. Their icons were from the 1990s, so they were dated. Yeah, and it was just just really didn't fit with what I really wanted to do with this. So I created my own icons. Well, I talked to an attorney first. Created my own icons. The attorney said that um, that theory. The love language theory is not copyrightable. Application is. Okay. So his application of his book, his application of his survey, right. that all that application was his. Right. He didn't have it as a game. Right. So that I have copyright on the application as a game. Obviously, I have copyright on the application of, of the books and everything that I've done, and a trademark as well for the role of love. And I just want to distinguish here just the difference between the spelling. R-O-L-L, again, is outside of you. R-O-L-E is inside of you. So it's R-O-L-E is, is, is the choice for the, the name, Roll of Love. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad you covered that. So let's uh, move to your book, the author of Love is God. Tell us, do you have a copy of the book that you could show us? I do. Um, yeah, I do. After that's all right. <laughs> so tell us what. So I'm you, the game came first, and then the book. So was so the book. Inspired? The book title. Yeah, the book is titled actually the role of love. Also, oh, the role of love. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just just in in what gives me authority to to talk about love when the author of love, I believe is God. Oh, I got you. Okay, I read that wrong. Sorry, my fault. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. So that's that's kind of what where it came from. But the book uh, is just kind of a compilation of of stories, a, l- a lot of explanation of of just how how the how to apply each one each each individual side okay. of the of the die, and it's and it's all about some experiences. You know, what time, Deanna? I, I had a family that um, that I was testing this with. Seeing how it would do work with small children as well as the adults in the family, and they this family chose instead of having the family roll one style of love language for the day, one theme for the day, each individual family member rolled their own. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you, you can mix it up. You can do it either way. But five children, two adults. The youngest was a four-year-old boy. Uh, he rolled first day. He rolled physical touch. Mm-hmm. And he, he pumps his fist and he jumps up and down and says, yes, physical touch. And immediately began going to beat up on his brothers. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it was perfect opportunity. The mother starts trying to suppress the laughter because right. that's, <laughs> right. you know, that is physical touch, but that's not exactly not the right kind. What, what exactly we mean. Yeah. So it was a perfect teaching moment for that mother to teach the child. Well, these are appropriate types of physical touch. Yeah, appropriate loving types of physical touch. Again, you know, I don't think there was abuse in that family. Sure, but uh, boys will be boys, right? Boys will be boys. That's yeah. right. So you got to yeah. teach them to. There's a different kind of physical touch that is more rewarding and loving than just beating up on your siblings. <laughs> uh, exactly right. So, so the book's chocked full of of stories like that, of just okay. different stories, different people that have used it. Of school teachers have used it. Uh, it's oh, just, wow. I think this is ideal for a classroom situation. 
Yeah. Just think of this, Diane, Deanna, that if you put rolled it at the beginning of the day in a classroom, yeah, I'd, I've had the suggestion given that well, boys have to roll it and the, the girls have to roll it. Sure, and they'll just have do their own thing. So you roll it beginning of the day. The teacher instructs the students. It takes two seconds to do this, not taking hardly any time of the day at all. Right. So it takes two seconds to do this. The, uh, they watch for opportunities to love in that way all through the school day. Most schools that I've ever been to and, and classrooms I've visited, the last 10 to 15 minutes of the day are really non-productive time. Right. Kids are antsy. They're, it's time to go. What if you took that time instead? I've got a journal page that says, this is what I rolled today. Yeah. The, the opportunities I saw to love in that way today. Yeah. And this is what I did about those opportunities. If the kids took took that 15 minutes and reported at the end of the day, if they had to report yeah, what they did about that love at the end of the day, you think their behavior is going to go off off the rail? No. Probably, yeah. probably not. It's going to help, help tamp down a lot of those behavior problems if they have to report how they loved that day. Beautiful. I love it. Um, where can I think that the book is a great complement to the game and, it's a, and it gives examples to people on how they can actually apply it in different ways. So I think that's amazing. Where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about the game and the book? Obviously, they can find me on your podcast. On yes. Podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But they can find it. The, the website is rolloflove.com, R-O-L-E of love.com. And they can find the the book and the dice, uh, the journal. Um, there's another book that says 101 Ways to Express Love. Uh, this little small ebook that I that I've also published as well. Oh wow, amazing! You guys, I'm gonna put the links in the show notes. So go ahead and click the link if you love what the role of love, what the role of love <laughs> is going to do for your life and impact your life. Then I suggest to go go click that link, go for, purchase a book, purchase the game and start applying it to your life and watch love blossom around you everywhere. Um, Paul, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I think probably the most important thing is for people to realize where they are at on that spectrum um, that we talked about earlier between anger and love and realize where you're at. And if if there's any room for improvement, move toward love. This This definitely is a tool you have tools for the yard. You have tools for mechanics. You have tools of all kinds for many other things. Not very many tools for love. This is one of those tools for love. I love that. Be beautiful. And I couldn't agree more as someone who's been raised in uh, an abusive home. It is very difficult to find your path to what love really means and understanding those different languages because being being so close to anger all the time really prevents you from moving to that other other side of the spectrum. So beautiful. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Paul, for sharing your story and creating something to create more love in the world, which is definitely needed. So we appreciate you. Deanna, thank you so much for all the good you do. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share all those good things. And I'll be back soon for more dynamic guests.